Thank you for tuning in to this week's message. For more information about Connections Church, you can go to connectionschurch.church or follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Amen. The production and worship team are just amazing. Would you give them another round of applause this morning? I'm so glad to be here. What about you? Okay, it's good to know I'm not alone. Get your Bibles out if you've got those with you. You do have those, right? Got that with you? Get your hand out ready. Get us something to write with. Some of you got crayons. I saw that. That's cool. I like that. Something to mark with. Isn't God good? I, you know, we just can't say that enough. Sometimes we, some people might say we say it too much, but man, he is just so, so good. Do you know we get to play in the mud next Sunday? Yeah, that's going to be amazing. God's good. He likes mud. If you have your Bibles, do, do turn to the book of Mark with me. Uh, happy Mother's Day again to every mother that's here. But more than that, as Pastor Robert sort of already mentioned to you, we're celebrating women today in general, ladies, okay? Everybody good with that? As a matter of fact, I know you just got comfortable, but can all the ladies in the room, no matter what age you are, from the littlest to the biggest, will you just stand up, all the ladies in the room? Guys, can we give them a round of applause? Oh, we can do better than that. Come on. We wouldn't be here without them, right? We celebrate you, ladies. We honor you. And do you know why that is? Because you are made in the image of God. All of the attributes and qualities and characteristics and things that make you you are made in the image of God. And that's why we celebrate you today. Would you all look at Scripture with me this morning? I just I can't wait to get right into the Scripture. Somebody back there in the sound booth might help us out. We're going to Mark chapter 10. And I don't usually do this, but this is the ESV version, okay? I'm just going to give you a heads up on that. Some of you are going to be upset with me. Shoot me an email next week and say, Pastor, we don't read out of the ESV version, but just, just, just bear. Will you bear with me this morning? I get it. I know some of you just stuck in the King James Version or some other translation. But, and I don't usually, like I said, I don't usually do this, but just go with me for a minute if you would. Read with me. And they came to Jericho, and as he was leaving Jericho with his disciples, a great crowd, Bartimaeus, a blind beggar, the son of Timaeus, was sitting by the roadside. And when he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to cry out and say, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. And many rebuked him, telling him to be silent. But he cried out all of the same. And Jesus stopped and said, call him. And they called the blind man, saying to him, take heart, get up, he is calling you. And throwing off his cloak, he sprang up and came to Jesus. And Jesus said to him, What do you want me to do for you? And the blind man said to him, Rabbi, or, or teacher, let me recover my sight. And Jesus said to him, Go your way. Your faith has made you well. And he immediately he recovered his sight and followed him on the way. Heavenly Father, your word brings life. Your word is truth, and your word can do what nothing else on this planet or in heavens or earth can do. It, it can change us from the inside out. And so I just ask you, God, to do 
what only you can do, and that is to help me to articulate your word in such a way that it penetrates even the darkest, deepest recesses of our souls today. God, I don't want to leave here the same way I came this morning. I want to be different. I want to be changed. I want to know you more. And so I ask you this morning to be, as you already have been, present and real to each and every person in this room. And I ask in Jesus' name, amen. I wondered as I woke up this morning early, what is it that would make me qualified to come and stand here this morning? What, did I draw the short straw? What, what would make it my turn? What, why would I be here this morning to speak to, on, a, on Mother's Day and celebration of, of women? What would make me qualified? I thought, well, I have a mother, so that counts, right? I've got two sisters, so I grew up with irritation. Amen? I've been married for 25 years to a beautiful lady, and so I've learned some things over the years. And maybe those are the things that make me qualified. These are things that I didn't know, and for some of you guys that are younger, maybe not married yet, maybe maybe I'll help you out here a little bit, just for an example. I've learned that the phrase, I'm ready to go, means after I find my other shoe, brush the curls out of my hair, spray one more time, and get me a drink, I'm ready to go. See, I didn't know that. It took me a while to get to, get to that point. I didn't, I didn't know that that was, that was the case. Here's something else I didn't know. I didn't know that you don't have to get me anything. <laughs> Actually meant, I've put 27 things in my Amazon bucket, and I want all of them. I didn't know that. I didn't realize that. Now I know that. I had no, no clue. I also didn't know that this term, or this phrase, I think there may be something wrong in our relationship actually could mean I would just like to go out and have dessert. I didn't know that. I didn't realize that at the time. And so I've learned some things over the years that have helped to understand you ladies. Here's what I do know. I do know that you're complex. I do know that there's a lot going on in a lady. You're, you're complicated, amen? It's just complicated. And I'm not trying to throw shade here. I'm just saying I've learned these things over a period of time. I've learned that women, ladies in general, uh, struggle with insecurity maybe more than men do. I've learned that women, maybe more than men, struggle with self-esteem issues. I've learned that there's a sense of unworthiness that constantly will come up maybe with some of you ladies I've learned that you worry about what other people think more than men do. Amen? Well, you can look around the room at how some of us are dressed and tell we didn't care. <laughs> you just worry about that a little bit more. What, what, do other people, what do other people think? I've learned that you play the comparison game more than men do. And you look to see what other women are wearing or what they might wear or what they posted on their Facebook page and all of those comparison-type games. So I know a little bit. 
I've learned a little bit in 25 years. But here's the one thing that I, I know for sure, and I wanted to get across to all ladies in the room, especially on this Mother's Day. There's only one thing that you truly need. There's only one name that you truly need, and that name is Jesus. And so on this Mother's Day, I, I, I wanted to bring this passage of Scripture to you and, and have us take a look at what's going on here. And we, we start out by, by knowing and, and seeing that it's, it's Jesus and his disciples on the road from a place called Jericho. And when I heard Jericho, I automatically went back to the Old Testament. Well, you remember Jericho. This was the place that Joshua led the children of Israel. And God gave them a great victory that day. And so it automatically, this is just how I contextualize Scripture. I automatically put this parentheses around this passage of Scripture that something big was about to occur here. When you talk about Jericho, the walls of Jericho, and we sang in Sunday school for years and years that Joshua fought the battle of Jericho, Jericho. You remember that, right? Am I by myself here? Something big happened. They were obedient to God. They marched around the walls. The walls fell and God gave them a victory. So automatically when we hear that first verse out of uh, Mark chapter 10, verse 46, and they came to Jericho, we know something big's about to happen. It's Jericho. This is the city that God gave to the children of Israel. And, be, and because he was leaving Jericho, it says with his disciples, there was a great crowd. There had been, see, if you read chapter 10 of, of Mark, there's a great crowd following Jesus everywhere he went. They saw miracles. They heard the things he was saying. They were interested. Some of them were just going along for the ride. We had photographers and, and journalists and people coming to see what was going to happen so they could run back and report to other people. And there's this blind beggar. His name was Bartimaeus. And he's sitting there by the, the roadside. And I'm just picturing in my mind this parade as it walks by. And Bartimaeus realizes something is going on. He, he realizes he can't see it. Say that with me. He can't see it. But he realizes something is going on. And he's heard and he's been told that this is Jesus of Nazareth. Verse 47 says, And when he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to cry out and say, Son of David, have mercy on me. I love the fact that he took advantage of the opportunity, don't you? Now, what we have from Bartimaeus from this passage is that, and if you're looking at like the New King James Version or the King James Version of this, it'll actually put in parentheses, Bartimaeus, parentheses, son of Timaeus. He didn't even have his own name. He was just the son of someone else. Have you ever felt like you didn't really have a name? Well, you're just somebody's mom, somebody's grandma, somebody's co-worker, Somebody's wife, somebody's husband. You, you really didn't have your own name. I thought about that when I saw Bartimaeus, son of Timaeus. Why did God feel like it was important for us to understand that? Maybe he wanted us to see that this man, although he had no name, as we read in the passage, Jesus takes time to, to speak to him. So if you felt ever, 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 ever in your life like you had no name, like no one knew your name, no one cared about your name, you're just somebody's something take heart this morning that this passage confirms for us that Jesus pays attention and he knows our name. And so we've got Bartimaeus, this blind beggar sitting on the roadside. And when he hears that it was Jesus coming by, he cries out. Now, 
all of us in the room this morning, most of us, I would assume, have some type of eyesight. Mine's kind of going downhill a little bit. Some of you got great eyesight. So we would have seen this coming. We would have seen that was, hey, look, there's Jesus. Bartimaeus didn't have that. He heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth coming by. And when he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth coming by, he yells out. I love the fact that he takes advantage of that. He yells out, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. And here's what happened. Many rebuked him, telling him to be silent, but he cried out all the more. Have you ever been in a situation where people are trying to push you down? You're trying to cry out. You're trying to say, I need some help. Something's going on in my life. I've got to have some help here. And people are going, shh, 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 be quiet. We don't have time for that. Nobody wants to hear that. Bartimaeus wasn't going to have any part of that. He kept crying out all the more, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Hey, 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 be quiet. He doesn't have time for that, man. We got to get to the next thing. We got to get to the next speech. We got to get to the hillside. We got people to save. We got uh, fish and, and loaves. Shh, quiet. You're just a blind beggar. He said, I, I can't do it. Do you realize what it took for a blind beggar to just keep pushing through all that negativity that was coming at him? And so I would encourage us this morning out of the scripture, if we need help, if, if there's something inside of us that's crying out for help, and we've got people, whether it's family people, friends, people, people on Facebook, wherever they're at, that are saying, shh, 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 shh. He doesn't have time for you. You keep crying out for Jesus. He does have time for you. He does want to hear from you. You keep crying out for Jesus. Cry out all the more. He said, son of David, have mercy on me. You see, Bartimaeus had something rising up inside of him. He'd been waiting for this day. And Jesus stopped, verse 49 says, and when I saw that word stopped, I thought about that. I analyzed that word. Jesus is walking along. He's got his disciples with him. They're all in kind of an entourage. He's moving and he hears, son of David, Jesus, have mercy on me. And he stops. And I thought back again to Joshua, who was fighting against the Amorites and he didn't have enough daylight. Do you remember that story? And he prayed and he asked God, he said, you, would you stop the sun? Would you give me more daylight? Would you give me a victory over these Amorites? And for 24 hours, the sun stood still. Say that with me, the sun stood still. Here's this entourage and Jesus of Nazareth and his disciples and all these people coming behind him. And he hears his name called out, Jesus, son of David. And he stops. And once again, the sun, S-O-N, stood still. I love it when scripture ties together, when you can find something in the New Testament and you do a little research on it and maybe it's that center column reference in your Bible or some kind of commentary Bible thing that you're studying and it says, hey, go back and take a look at Joshua chapter this or chapter that and you see the sun stood still. What happened when Joshua prayed and the sun stood still, the S-U-N, they had a victory that day. There was a great battle that was won. The Amorites were defeated and sin once again was put down so that the Israelites could move forward. And now in this story, you've got the S-O-N son standing still. Guess what? Something's about to happen. Amen? We're in Jericho. This is the city where the walls came down and now the, the son is standing still once again and he stops and he says, call him. Call him. I scratched my head when I read that because I said, why didn't Jesus call him? Why didn't he say, hey, Bartimaeus, come here. No, he told the people who were telling Bartimaeus to be quiet to call him. Why? 
Because he wanted them to be part of the process. He wanted them to see that you have to change from a person with no heart that wants to put people to the side to someone who has mercy. And so he said, you call Bartimaeus, call him. And those same people that had told Bartimaeus, shh, be quiet, he doesn't have time, called the blind man saying to him, and this is so good right here, take heart, get up, he's calling you. Now one of you, 10 of you, or all of us came here this morning to hear that. Take heart, get up, he's calling you. Say that with me. Take heart. Get up. He's calling you. And verse 50 says, throwing off his cloak, he sprang up and came to Jesus. The opportunity that he was looking for was right there in front of him. He sprang up. I love that. That's why I wanted you to see it in the, this ESV version because the other versions don't read it that way. So forgive me for that, but I wanted you to understand and visualize and see that picture of this blind beggar sitting beside a roadside. He, he had a cloak on, the Bible tells us. And, and I'm just envisioning this. It's not in there necessarily. But while he was sitting down by the roadside, that cloak probably covered his, his knees. And that, and that gave him a pocket where people could go by and just throw change. And they just throw it in the change there in front of him. And he might have collected a few cents that day already. And he hears Jesus of Nazareth coming by. And he says, Jesus, have mercy on me. And Jesus says, call him. And the disciples come over and they say, take heart. Get up. He's calling you. And he springs up from his place. I'm picturing money flying everywhere. Doesn't matter. Everything that he had had in his whole life was right there in front of him. He springs up. It scatters. He doesn't care. Why? Because he knows that this is the moment. Do you know this morning that this is the moment? Well, for some of you, you've been waiting for a moment like this for a long time. And you may have even had thoughts it would never occur, but this is the moment to take heart, to get up, because Jesus is calling you. He knows your name this morning. You're not just someone, something. You have a name, and he knows that he is calling you. This is the opportunity. This is the time. Today is the day on, on Mother's Day as we celebrate ladies all over the place. It's today that's your day. Let me ask you this. What else have you got going for you? You see, Bartimaeus had tried everything he knew to try. With his physical limitations, he was doing the best he could. He, he sat by the roadside. He had to pick what roadside to sit by. I don't think that was random. He, he was sitting in a way that he thought there would be a lot of traffic, right? If you're going to beg for money, you want to go to where there's going to be a lot of traffic. If you go somewhere where you're going to be by yourself, you're not going to have a very good take on the day. So he went to a place. He had to put some thought into that. Where can I go? Where can I sit so that I can collect the most money possible? So he, he had put thought into that. He said, what can I do? I'm blind. I can't work. I can't go work at the blacksmith. I can't be in the bakery. But what I can do is I can sit by the road and I can wait for people to come by. And when I notice who they are, I can say, hey, could you help me? I need, just need a little change. I'm going to give them a nice place to throw that change in. I'm not going to make it a little bucket where they have to make it because I'm not going to be able to find it. I'm going to be doing one of these. So I'm going to make a great big place with my cloak. They can throw that money in. I'll hear it hit. I'll know it's there. I'll feel the vibration of the material. That's all he had going for him. But then this day, Jesus came by. 
You see, he had heard all of the things that Jesus had done. He had probably paid really close attention to all of the things that he had been told in conversations as people were walking by going, can you believe Jesus did that? That's absolutely amazing. Tell me more about that. He may have even said, hey, could you stop for a minute and tell me a little bit more about this Jesus? And they were like, man, I don't really have time, but yeah, he, he's been over there in Galilee and he's been healing people and there's people raising from the dead and all kinds of people that are being healed from their diseases. And man, he's, got, he's caused a big disruption with the Roman government and there's Pharisees and Sadducees upset and he's taking it all in and he's going yeah okay and this day Jesus walks by him can you imagine the elation he must have felt he's like yes I've been waiting for this day and he springs to his feet he doesn't hesitate he doesn't wait this count let me get my money together let me see if I can get that in my pocket no sir no ma'am he springs to his feet and he goes to Jesus what what have you got going for you? What have you tried? Jesus is telling all of us this morning, again, especially focused at you ladies that were laid on my heart knowing that we were coming into Mother's Day. You've tried your way. Here's what you have going for you. You have someone who says, I have been where you are. It's the God of creation. It's, it's the Father of all things. He says, I, I've been where you are. And not only that, but I have sent my son and I, I wrapped him in flesh and I sent him down to you and he was there in the manger and he walked among you and he taught the scriptures so that you could see them lived out, not just read on the pages of a word. And then I sent him to the cross and crucified him and allowed him to die for every sin that you've ever committed, ever will commit. And he went to the grave and he went down into the depths of hell and he took the keys of death hell in the grave and he ripped them out of the hands of Satan and he was raised again on the third day and he has ascended to heaven and he sits at my right hand I did that for you so today is a day and that's what Bartimaeus was feeling inside when he, when he heard that it was Jesus. He said, this is it right here. I can't let this moment pass. I, I've got to take advantage of this opportunity. This is it. And I wonder how many of us have sat in church services Sunday after Sunday, year after year after year, and heard the story, heard this, the, the preaching, heard the gospel, felt the conviction of the Holy Spirit, and didn't take advantage of that day. We didn't spring to our feet. We didn't throw off the things that, that we had held onto on our hands. We didn't move towards that thing. I'm telling you that you don't have anything better going for you than Jesus. Nothing. So he throws off his cloak and he sprang up and he came to Jesus. I love the fact that he didn't uh, pass go and he didn't collect $200. He didn't, he didn't go talk to some people and say, I think I'm going to go talk to Jesus. What do you think? I think I'm going to go ask him to, to heal me today. What do you think? I, I'm going I'm to see. Now, do you think I should tell, how do you think I should present that to him? No, 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 no. He sprang up and he went straight to Jesus. You see a lot of us go on bypass roads, rabbit trails. We're out there searching all different ways. But when Jesus calls, we go straight to Jesus. We go straight to Jesus. It doesn't matter what our friends say. It doesn't matter what our wife says. It doesn't matter what our husband says. If Jesus calls, we go straight to Jesus. He sprang up. He went straight to Jesus. By the way, that was number one on your outline. You don't have anything better going for you than Jesus. He went straight to Jesus. And I can just imagine what ensued at that moment. 
As he approached him, people were trying to steer him in the right direction. He knew he was right here. Jesus is standing still. The disciples kind of guide him by the hand. They bring him over, and he's standing in front of Jesus. And Jesus speaks. Throwing off his cloak, he sprang up and came to Jesus. And Jesus said to him, what do you want me to do for you? Let me ask you, if you had Jesus walk up in front of you this morning and ask you that question, what's your answer? Ladies, what, what would you say if Jesus walked up in front of you this morning and said, what do you want me to do for you? All kinds of things went through my mind this week when I saw that question to Bartimaeus in there. I kind of had that Aladdin kind of thought go through my head. I'm sorry, y'all. I'm just normal human. I was like genie in the lamp kind of a thing. What do I want to make the door for you? <laughs> I had all kinds of stuff. Man, give me some money, right? Make me rich and I'll do it. Lord, I'd give it back to you and we'd just save the world. Is that what I'd ask for? Well, Maybe I got a relationship issue that's been bothering me. Maybe I'd ask Jesus, say, well, can you help me? Can you fix this relationship issue so I don't have to do the hard work? You can just snap your fingers or blink your eyes or rub mud in it or whatever you want to do, Jesus, and, and maybe fix that. What would I ask? Bartimaeus didn't have any problem. He didn't have any hesitation. He knew exactly what he would ask for. His blindness, his physical blindness had impaired him in such a way that he knew there were certain things he couldn't do. And so when Jesus posed the question, what do you want me to do for you? The blind man said to him, Rabbi, let me recover my sight. Now I have no doubt in my mind that Bartimaeus was talking about his physical sight. And in fact, as we continued to read that, we saw that Jesus said, go your way, your faith has made you well. He healed him right there on the spot. As Bartimaeus believed that this was the man and the only man that could do that and started to walk on his way, he, could have his, he had his sight back. But do you think that there might be some spiritual blindness that some of us are suffering from? And if Jesus were to walk up in front of us today and say, what is it that I could do for you? You might say the same thing. Let me recover my sight. You see, there's a deficiency in me that crops up every now and again. It's a closeness. It's a close relationship with God. I feel distant from him. I start to blame him and ask him the question we've probably all asked God. Where did you go? And his answer is always the same. I'm still right here. Where did you go? And so I might have that as my spiritual blindness and say, God, if I were asked that question, what do you want me to do for you? I want to be back connected with you. I want to feel your presence. I, I want to know that you're here. I want to be back to where I used to be back on that day when I received Christ and I felt this fire in my gut. God, that's where I want to be. What about you? What could Jesus do for you? What would your answer be? What do you need from Jesus? Bartimaeus needed his sight back, and Jesus said, go your way. Your faith has made you well. 
And immediately he recovered his sight. And I want you to get this right here. And followed him on the way. You see, Jesus healed him and said, you can go your way now. And Bartimaeus said, I don't want to go my way. The Bible tells us Bartimaeus followed Jesus. I don't know how long. I don't know if he just followed him for a little while and then veered off. I don't know if he followed him the rest of his life. But Jesus healed him and said, you can go your way now. Go. You're healed. And Bartimaeus said, I don't want to. I don't, I don't want to go my way. I want to follow you. I thought back to the night that the disciples were there with Jesus back in, in, in John chapter 6, verse 68. And a lot of the disciples left the presence of Jesus after he had done some teaching about communion as we know it and said, eat my flesh and drink my blood. And a lot of them said, this is too heavy. I can't deal with this. And a lot of them left, the Bible says in John chapter 6. And his 12 disciples were there, and Jesus asked them, are you going to leave too? And it was Simon Peter that said, Lord, you have the words of life. Where would I go? I thought about that when I read the fact that Bartimaeus didn't go his own way. Now I got a country song going in my head. You can go your own way. He said, where would I go? I want to follow you. I want to be with you. I, I want to be in your presence. I want to know who you are. And so this physical sight was healed, but I believe at that moment there was something else that was healed inside Bartimaeus, don't you? And he saw with eyes, not only his physical eyes, but spiritual eyes, that the Son of God had just transformed him into somebody else. And there was no going back to tell everybody, look what Jesus did for me. He just said, where are you going? I'm going with you. He said, Jesus, you going east? I'm going east. He said, Jesus, you turn left? I'm going left. I want to follow you. I love it that Jesus gave him the option, don't you? He said, you're healed. Go, go your own way. Bartimaeus says, no, sir. No, sir. I want to go where you go. I wonder how many of us need some spiritual sight this morning. And I wonder how many of us, if given the opportunity, would spring up today. You see, I, I would love to see that there's someone in the house this morning and someone watching over the internet that would spring up today on Mother's Day 2019 and say, I understand now. You mean, you've been waiting for your opportunity and, and you thought maybe it would never come just like Bartimaeus did. He, he was sitting alongside the road and it was a gamble for him and he thought maybe if I sit here long enough, I don't know how many years he'd been sitting there. I don't even know how many years he'd been blind. Maybe he'd been blind from birth. I don't know. Some of us have been blinded spiritually in certain areas of our life so long we can't even remember how long we've been in that funk. Some of us have been sitting beside the roadside waiting on something to happen so long I'm here to tell you today, Jesus of Nazareth is passing by. You just heard it. You need to spring into action. The message that the disciples went back and told Bartimaeus that day applies to every one of us in here this morning. Take heart. What does that mean? That means gather yourself. That means reach down inside of yourself. If you, if you tell someone to take heart, what are you trying to tell them to do? Don't give up. Reach down inside of yourself. Pull yourself up by the bootstraps. Find
the little bit of gumption that might be left inside of you, take heart, get up. You realize that's an action phrase? You, you've got to make a movement. There has to be some physical thing. You've got to get up. You can't sit still. He didn't say, take heart, sit still. He said, take heart, get up. Some of us need to get up this morning. Uh, some, some of us need to get out of that comfortable, lazy, lackadaisical spot that we've been sitting in and get up. You say, well, I like this spot. I'm comfortable in this spot. Well, Jesus didn't go to the cross so you could be comfortable, my friend. He didn't go to the cross so that you could sit and watch the world go by and people die and go to hell. He said, get up. You got to move from where you are to where I need you to be. Do you understand Bartimaeus couldn't have his miracle where he was? He had to take heart, pull himself up, get up and come to Jesus. You've got to take a moving step in the direction. And it was that faith that allowed him to move towards Jesus that made him whole. Take heart. Get up. And then this last part is so encouraging to me. He's calling you. Do you have any doubt in your mind that, he, that Jesus knew his name? To Jesus, he wasn't just the son of Timaeus. To Jesus, he was a person. He was Bartimaeus. He knew him intimately. He, he knew the very count of the hairs on his head. He, he, he knew the day he was born. He knew who his mama was. He, he knew how his life had been. He knew he was blind. He, he knew what his needs were. He knew. He knew. He knew him. And he said, I'm calling you. Oh, he could have just made a general call to the entire audience that day. If you need anything, come, come see me. He said, you go tell him. I'm calling him. Do you understand how personal that is this morning? Do you understand that the gospel is personal and that when Jesus calls, he calls you? Have you ever been called by Jesus? Maybe there's somebody in the room this morning that's never felt the calling of Jesus. He's calling you by name. He says, uh, Mary, Bill, Martha, whatever. Yeah, those are biblical names. I should have been more 20th century. He's calling you. It's a personal thing. It's not a, a general, come on if you need something. That's what the world does. If you need anything, call me. Jesus was more personal than that. He said, Bartimaeus, call him. Come here. What can I do for you? As you close your eyes and bow your heads this morning for just a moment. I should have said men do that. I, I need all the ladies to come Come up here with me. Just, just gather around quickly as you can. You'll have to open your eyes for that. We don't want you walking the aisles. It doesn't matter if it's the first time you've ever been here or you've been here for 10 years. I just need all the ladies to come forward this morning. There's something, there's something burning down deep in my soul this morning, and I'm not leaving the men out. We'll get to them in June, right? You'll have your day. Something burning down deep in my soul this morning for you ladies, you, you, you girls, you young ladies. Not just because it's Mother's Day, not just because the date popped up on the calendar, but because God has something special for you. Because you're ladies, you're made in the image of Christ and He's calling you to purpose. I don't know what that purpose is. 
He hasn't given me that vision and I can't lay that out for you this morning and say, here's your purpose and here's your purpose and here's what he's got you to do. But I'm telling you this morning this. Look at me. I know I'm not much to look at, but look. Take heart. Take heart. Get up. He's calling you. He's calling you to a purpose, to something greater. You're not just somebody's mother. You're not just somebody's wife. You're not just some co-worker. You're not just another person on the planet breathing up oxygen. He says, I know your name. Here's what else he says. I will heal you. And women have some hurts that men don't have. And I haven't experienced those things, but I know that they're there. And he says, I can heal that. Some of you have been walked out on, abandoned, and all of the things that come with that, you still live with. He knows. He's called you to a purpose. He can heal that. So I don't know what's going on in your personal lives. Here's what I want you to know. Here's who I want you to hear this morning. And this is the most important thing I could ever stand up here and tell you. Is that Jesus knows. And he's called you to purpose. My beautiful wife is going to come and she's going to pray. And then I'm going to pray. And then Angel's going to pray. Before we end our time together. Over all of you. I want you to think and pray while this is going on about those three things. Take heart. Get up. He's calling you. Julie. Lord, thank you for each and every beautiful woman here today. Thank you for how you made us, what you blessed us with. Thank you for everything you do for us. Lord, help each woman here. It's hard being a woman. There's too many things to do, not enough time, stress, and anxiety, self-esteem. And I could go on and on. But you are our Lord. You are our Savior. Our Savior. Help us to see you. Help us to remember
they're, they're small and silly, but you answer those prayers too. The small ones and the big ones. Help us, Lord, to just call on your name, whatever it is and whatever we need. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for all you do for us in your precious name. Lord, you've called every one of these ladies that are here today and those that are watching to hear this message on this day. I love the fact, God, that you appoint and order our steps. I love the fact, God, that there's nobody here under the sound of my voice or anyone who will listen to this that is, is, is here by mistake. You have called them to this day so that they could hear one more time the love of Jesus Christ, the, the passion that you have for them. And so, God, this morning, as you have, have, have once again, through your word, through the power and the might and the strength of your word, brought us to this place where we understand that it's now that we should take heart to reach down deep inside, not to give up, and to take heart in this moment that we are not abandoned, we are not alone, you will not leave us or forsake us. And then, God, you've called us to get up, to take action, to move forward in a direction direction, God, that only you can do. Bartimaeus had to move from where he was to where you were. And so I believe these ladies in their hearts and physically this morning left their seats and they have gotten up. They have moved in your direction, God. And now as they process in their minds and in their hearts how you have called them with purpose. That is not a mistake. You have called them in purpose. You have called them to work in office complexes where they can be beside people who need to know Jesus. You have called them to be stay-at-home moms and raise children. You have called them to be wives. You have called them to be single, God, and maybe to never marry or to marry at a later time. But you have called them with purpose. You have given them the aptitude and the ability to learn and go to school and learn processes and, and, and business things. It's you, God, who called them together with purpose. You know their names. And I praise you for that this morning. That nothing is by mistake. That there's nothing that, that catches you by surprise. But then each and every one of these ladies would feel the fire and the purpose inside of them right now as they stand here in Jesus' name. Father God, I just thank you for who you are. I thank you, God, for each and every woman that is here today. And God, I lift up every woman, every lady that is in this place. God, I think about that question that you asked. What can I do for you? And I pray, Father God, before any of us in this room answers that question, that we would not answer it with the surface level answer. But God, first we have to know who you are. Because once we know who you are, we would be able to answer that question. Because Father God, when we know who you are, we realize that you are no genie in a bottle where we rub that bottle and just ask for three wishes. But when we really get down to who you are and the only way that we can know who you are is to act, begin to pray, begin to talk to you, open the word of God and begin to dig deep into your scripture because you're going to speak to each and every one of us through your scripture. And Father God, when we begin to know who you are, and who you are is the God who chose to come on this earth 
and take our place on that cross. You're the one that chose to take the beating and to believe and to go through that pain and hurt so that we don't have to be on that cross. And we have life and more abundantly because of who you are. God, you are a powerful God. You are a mighty God. You're our healer. You took those stripes for our healing. God, that you want to empower us women of God. You want to empower us women of God. That we don't have to hold our head down low. But God, that you have empowered us to walk and face each and every day with the pains and the hurts that we face and the disappointments that we face and the trials and the tribulations and the heartache. But God, in the name of Jesus, you said you want to empower your women of God, that you have spoken, you have chosen us. We are your children. We are more than conquerors. And God, I thank you, Jesus, that you want to anoint us with your spirit, anoint us with the empowerment that we can walk in this life knowing you have chosen us, knowing that you have healed us. And Father God, I pray that you would, all of our prayer today, that we would desire to be taken deeper. That we want to be deeper with you and not walk on the surface level of the water anymore. But we know that we want to go deeper. Spirit of God, lead me where my feet there are no borders. Lead me where there are no borders. Take me deeper. And Father God, I thank you for each and every woman. That Lord Jesus, that yes, we want our prayers answered. But God, more importantly, let our prayer be, God, I want to know you more in my daily prayers and in my daily worship. And that these are powerful women of God that you have put their feet on a firm foundation that you are our tower of refuge you are our source of strength God that we would not leave this place the same as we came but God we would know that you will empower us and strengthen us in Jesus name God we give you praise and everyone says as your eyes are closed as your eyes are closed Every head bowed. I just got to ask this question. Is there anybody in the place that God spoke to this morning? Anybody? Just raise your hand. Let me know. Because he's talking to me. He's talking to you this morning. Is there anybody here this morning that needs to know Jesus? Now, if, if, if there's somebody here this morning that doesn't know Jesus and they have felt something inside of them, calling them this morning and they need to know Jesus, I just need you to raise your hand so I can see you. Raise it tall. Nobody else is looking around. Just me. Anybody? Praise God. I want to encourage you this morning that if that happened to be you and you didn't have the courage to raise your hand this morning, don't leave this place without Jesus. It's the best decision that you will ever make. And now, God, we get an opportunity once again before we leave this place as men and women, as ladies and gentlemen, as sons and daughters of the Most High God to worship you. And I pray, God, this morning that we will do that with abandon. That we will not let anything hold us back. 
worshiping you in this place today because you deserve all of our praise in Jesus' precious name. Thank you for tuning in to this week's message. For more information about Connections Church, you can go to connectionschurch.church or follow us on Facebook and Instagram.